You're listening to John's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And what a relief, mate. We're 5-2. and two. Can you believe that? Mate, buddy, I'll take that and run every day of the week. Very happy to be 5-2. and two. Of course, you know, we'd all probably rather 7 and zip, but uh, look, 5-2 and two is a pretty way to go about it. Yeah, well, we certainly, even though we looked like we had most of the play, we didn't make it easy on ourselves, and uh, we held on to win by three points. Yeah, absolutely, and I think like you sort of hit the nail on the head there. Like we, we actually did have most of the play, and while it seemed like we had you know, a lot of control of the ball, really, we just didn't make them pay. And look, I um, personally, mate, I, I don't uh, agree with a lot of what David King says, but I thought he actually hit the nail on the head at the end of the game there, where he said, look, we actually had a great game in terms of when we didn't have the ball, it was just when we had the ball, we didn't uh, make him pay. We weren't as clean as we could have been. So we lacking a bit of polish there. But we're doing all the things right in that game anyway, off the ball. So the, the tackling, the pressure, and uh, the structures actually held up today. So a lot of good signs. And when you walk away with the four points, well, you're, you'll always be happy with that. Yeah, we, our tackling was you know, miles apart from the week before. You know, I thought when we played the Bulldogs, we just played with no energy. There was no tackles. I think we had like three to quarter time last week. Um, mm. In this game, you could see we were really hunting the Crows. And for whatever reason, we just didn't have the energy last week to apply that same pressure. So I thought that was a welcoming uh, improvement from last week. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just speaking about that, Jane, like if you look at the stats throughout the game for both sides it's pretty even really like we led clearances like I thought our midfield really stood up today which was fantastic but apart from that, everything else is even you know whether it's possessions or you know <laughs> even turnovers we're, we're pretty even but where we outshone them was our tackle count so we actually had 76 tackles for the game to Adelaide's 54 and that's about 30 more than we had last week uh, over the course of the game against the Dogs. Uh, and crucially, for tackles inside 50, we lead 18 to Adelaide's 10. So a lot of pressure applied there, which was fantastic. The one bit that was down was one percenters. So, and these are sort of subjects to interpretation and that kind of thing anyway. But we had uh, 41 recorded to Adelaide's 53. So they, they pipped us there, but yeah, really our, our effort intensity around the contest was, uh, as you say, miles apart from where it was last week. And I think it definitely showed when uh, Adelaide sort of panic kicked out of certain situations and we were able to mop it up and, uh, yeah, get it forward. While we didn't make them pay and uh, we still don't have that that sort of killer intensity around the, the ball to sort of put a team to the sword... It was good that we were able to grind the game out and uh, yeah, walk away with a victory. Well, it was great to see uh, Tom Baldchambers back in some good form, and yeah, I thought he really dominated, you know, on the game. I thought his ruck work was exceptional, and uh, even uh, he seemed to work a lot harder around the ground than he has previously when he's played this season. So I think you know, even by Phillips playing those three games in a row might have put the fire uh, back in Belly's uh, guts to get him back out there trying to hold his spot. Yeah, it's that competition for, for positions which is really important. 
But also, I mean, and we both sort of mentioned earlier on in the season, like, Bally didn't look right. He wasn't fit enough to run out of game, uh, let alone impact the contest. So while he was good in the ruck contest, you didn't see much of him around the ground earlier on in the season. So maybe those three weeks, yes, it's the competition for spots, but also allowed him to freshen up the body a bit. And we saw in this game, it's paid huge dividends. I mean, he's only uh, sort of recorded as having the two marks, uh, but there are definitely a couple there where he you know, presented and uh, wasn't paid the mark, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but to lay three tackles, uh, had the 10 disposals in the end, I actually thought he uh, presented quite well for us, and it's uh, definitely the best game I've seen from him in some time. Yeah, now uh, we saw, we've seen in the last few weeks actually, uh, Darcy Parrish get a little bit more time in that midfield, and gee, he looks comfortable there, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. There was a couple of really good bits of play where he'd uh, you know pick the ball up off his shoelaces, like storming through the, the centre or at a stoppage. Uh, and lay out a quick handball, and like he actually covered the ground really well. Uh, like there was a bit of play, I think it was in the second or third quarter, where he um, he was involved in the play, getting the ball into our forward fifty, uh, and then it was un- unfortunately it was turned over, and he was actually the one that laid the tackle down in Adelaide's forward fifty, which halt- halted their sort of progression. Uh, and saved a goal for us, I think. And um, he's he's really running out games pretty strong, even though, like, personally, I think his impact on the game diminished quite a lot in the second quarter. Like, he was definitely better in the first. So he um, probably does need a bit bit more runs, like, through the midfield to sort of really pick up that that midfield fitness. But he's, uh, his coverage of the ground and his ability to get to the contest was, uh, was really good, I thought. Yeah, another player I thought... Did quite well. He's really struggled, and in fact, like last week, I was almost calling for him to be dropped. But I thought um, Redmond was really important on the day. I thought he, yeah, his hands looked a little bit more sure than they had previously, and yeah, he stood up in the contest. And I think that's been his big knock this year. He's he's really uh, been beaten convincingly in in most contests, but today I thought he ramped it up again. So it was a welcome return to form. Yeah, it was, and he actually used his run a bit. I mean, that's one of his big strengths. Like, he is like a, a sort of a big loping backman. And, like, I personally think he would play a wing quite well. But his contested work was quite good. Took a couple of big grabs. Um, obviously, that, that last grab in the last quarter was huge for us. And that was good to see. And he actually uh, backed his run a couple of times, which is... Which is good to see because I think when players show that confidence, that's when they're able to sort of put their best foot forward and show this is why I'm in the team. This is my point of difference. And I think that's what um, Redmond's is, that run and carry, that damaging sort of penetrating kick. So, yeah, it was good to see him uh, back to form and, uh, yeah, going going pretty hard at those contests. All right, mate. So why don't we go through the first quarter? Uh, What did you notice in the first that, um, you know, did you think we were on... Did you think uh, you know there's some areas where we you know didn't take our chances? I always felt we looked the better side throughout the whole day, actually. Yep. But um, yeah, it's just one of those games where we just let them hang around. And as I said, part of our improvement as a team will be when we do have the run of the the green. We had a good go with the umps, I thought, uh, especially early days. Yep. 
Um, a good team puts that team away and then can, uh, you know, rest up a little bit. For us, we always keep the other team in the game. I feel like we just don't know how to, as you said, we lack that killer's edge, you know, to put sides away. Sorry about the long-worded question, but how did you see the first quarter? Yeah, look, there was a few, like, really good signs from mine. Like, Langford in the middle early. Um, like, in the first... He, I think he actually had the two first two possessions of the game. So, he um, yeah, later had a handball, got a kick... Uh, and pressured really well. Like I think he let, followed up with a tackle as well. Like we we lost the clearance, but it was good to see that um, you know that real tight inside work from him. And I think obviously the the other big thing was to see Lav um, playing really well. Like we'll obviously talk about his injury a bit later, but he started really positively in that, that first term. So he um, he looked dangerous, and that made Adelaide sort of worry about him. Uh, and we saw. You know, they, they gave away a free and Lav kicked it through and that was the first goal of the match and it was great to see Lav get on the board early. So they were two really good bits of play, but as you say, like Parrish in the middle there, like he's, he's just lightning sometimes, uh, whether it's running through, you know, getting out a handball or even a kick forward. Yeah, he's, he's so good at the clearances and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to him further developing his midfield craft there. Yeah, the... Like Laverty, he was flying for his marks, and Townsend got his goal solely off Laverty making a contest. You know, he flew in the air, took on two crows doing so. The ball got to the back, and uh, quick thinking by Townsend, yeah, basically got us a, low, a, a sliding goal. So, and that's what I mean. We've missed this all year, really. Like, I know Laverty was playing that role today, but he's not really that second key forward that we've been looking for and that's why I think James Stewart would be a welcome addition until yeah. you know Joe Danaher if he if he does come back you know sooner rather than later um, I think that it's going to add a whole new dimension to the Essendon forward line yeah absolutely that's and you're right we're, we're really crying out for that that tall marking option so yeah James Stewart would absolutely be a, a welcome addition to the side other things I picked up from that quarter James like, we obviously missed a few opportunities there. So, Carl missed one, like, hit the post, unfortunately. But, I mean, for mine, I'd much rather our players have a ping and, um, you know, it might go either side, but to still look dangerous. Uh, but the one that sort of, like, hurt a bit more was that um, running entry from Ham. Uh, it would have been great for him to kick that goal. And really, he probably, he had a bit more time than he thought he might have had. And there was some great work, you know, from Lav and Snelling, to keep control of the ball, to eventually get ham free, to run inside 50. So, um, yeah, it'd be good to see him kick those goals. But look, mate, we've we've sort of said it all season, but one guy who keeps standing out from the pack is Jordan Ridley. Uh, just another fantastic game. He's so good with those intercept marks, and uh, he's really putting together a, a fantastic season so far. Uh, I love his uh, progression. You know, he's been so... So great for us, and um, you know he's a player that was kind of in and out of the side previously. I think we've always known he's had great skills, and we've talked about this a fair bit throughout the the uh, length of this podcast. The uh, probably the knock on him previously was his uh, contested work wasn't that great, but he's added that to his game, and you know he's now becoming a, a offensive weapon down back, and I think uh, Saad does that too. 
And I noticed with the Crows today, I think um, they're a little bit slow on the Ridley because he was picking up all the uh, loose ball when it's coming through, like he was winning it in contests. But um, yeah, they did put a lot of defensive work into Adam Saad, especially early in the match. Yeah, they did. And look, what's what's really positive about that is uh, they know we like to uh, attack out of the half-back line and they know players like Saad can get dangerous. But the the good thing at the moment is our back line is so solid. We've got some really, not only are they solid defensive players, but they're actually uh, attacking as well because they look for the dangerous option. So players like Saad, Ridley, McKenna, these blokes can really break the lines, tear, tear a side apart just with their, their ball use and willingness to, to run and carry, which is fantastic. So while they locked up on Saad, you know, that meant that Ridley uh, was able to be a bit more influential. Uh, and equally, if they tried to lock down on Ridley, uh, that would allow players like you know, McKenna, Saad, maybe a Gleeson even to get free. So I think we're just so lucky to have such solid depth down back. And uh, they're really building some uh, quite good co- cohesion down there. They're, yeah, I mean, we've said it all the time, but they're easily our, our strongest line. But it was good to see our midfield actually stand up as well today. Yeah, I thought they they really you know, basically dominated Adelaide's midfield and yeah, did some really great work. Yeah, I thought it was Zach Merritt's uh, best game for the year. Uh, he really stood up and... Yeah, we needed that kind of performance from him, and obviously his partner in crime, uh, Andy McGrath, was fantastic. He worked so hard. I think he had 10 tackles as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, with Dylan Shield not out there, and welcomely, we get him back next week. But um, I just thought, you know, those guys had to stand up today, and uh, they were joined by Parrish, and, uh, you know, Langford had a little bit of a run through there. So, yeah, even Hibbard, uh, he's a player that, Finally got played in the middle, you know, that big-bodied mid. Uh, we've kind of been playing him on the wing or the flanks. But um, I was pleased to see him get a little bit of time, especially early. And I thought he uh, held his own pretty well in there. Yeah, he did. He is that um, that bigger-bodied player, which we've been really crying out for. And while he wasn't outstanding in the match, one thing I really did notice was he was throwing his body around. when he When he tackled, he tackled to hurt. He was really, you could just see him crunching blokes with his big arms uh, sort of around the, the body, not letting them get a hand out to release the ball to another option running through. So he was he was solid without being outstanding. And um, yeah, I think games like this will help him build more confidence that he is a AFL-level player. I think there's, like the, the big thing I've sort of noticed with Hibber that he needs to work on is his, his marking. Um, he's not a great competitive grab. There are a couple of times there in the game where he was sort of the option we looked for to release it out coming out of the back line, uh, but he just got beaten in the contest both times uh, that I noticed. So that's an area of his game he needs to work on. But you know, if he's doing the basics right, the tackling, even a couple of shepherds here and there, you're doing pretty well. He ended up racking up, I think, about you know 19, 20 possessions or something like that. So. Found a bit of the pill as well, uh, so he's definitely trying to stake his claim, but uh, probably just needs to back himself a bit more, and and he'll be he'll be right to go. But the one thing that was disappointing about that first quarter, and then we saw it later on in the game as well, but uh, 
yeah, red time goals. They uh, they really kill you. Yeah, especially when we've got most of the run, and then we uh, we let them get a goal late to drag the difference back. Uh, it just means you're that little bit less ahead going into the break, and they claw back a bit of that momentum. Yeah, that's right. In the start of the second quarter, Crows had most of the play, and that was the only time they hit the front was uh, on the back of a Brody Smith goal. Um, and I was just thinking, oh, here we go. Like, we're going to let them build some confidence, you know, to get, they had that lead, and they seemed to have a bit of the crowd behind them, you know, after getting that goal. It was kind of like two goals in a row. As you said, that red time goal to Lachlan Murphy um, was another one. So, you know, they had the two goals in a row, and it was pleasing to see uh, Darcy Parrish get that goal to answer back and quickly take the lead back off him. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it was a great bit of play as well. You know, Tipper hadn't done much to that point in the game, but he like he did keep pressuring uh, all game. But in that bit of play, so he crumbed the ball and kicked it forward, and that was uh, actually grabbed in the end by Carl, who handballed it cleverly to Parrish, who just waltzed in to get an easy one. And then... Not long after, when Lav picked the ball up and he, he really bullocked his way through one of the uh, Adelaide tacklers to handball it to Tipper, and Tipper got a, got a goal of his own then, so it was just a really good uh, couple of bits of play there. Yeah, I, I love the play by Carl because, he, as I said, uh, last week he looked a little bit off the pace. Obviously, understandably, it was his first game, but, um, yeah, he had to put some body work into that, and, you know, he basically looks the stronger player in the end and got the ball uh, in a contest and then handballed it directly to Parrish, who just waltzed into a goal. So that was really pleasing. Uh, it was probably a, a down note of the matches when uh, Laverde, uh, who did a lot of hard work getting that ball out to, in the end, Anthony McDonald tip Woody. But unfortunately, as we said, uh, Laverde picked up an injury through that action. And uh, it looks like it's another one of those syndesmosis ones. So that might be another three to four weeker at least. So I heard Warsfold in the press conference basically declare he probably would be out for those four matches at least. So that's a big loss because for Jaden it almost seems like this is what happens. He's got this uh, reoccurring thing where he starts to show some promise and then picks up an injury and it must be so frustrating for him. Yeah, it would be. And as you say, it's it's frustrating because he was actually looking really good in that game. He was looking dangerous. Even Talia was sort of worried about him and gave away a couple of frees to him. So, uh, yeah, really disappointed for him. Personally, I don't know if the injury itself will be that bad, but as you say, with his injury history, we're probably going with the uh, cautious side of things, which is absolutely right uh, in my opinion because he's a super talented um, young kid and I think we've got to play the long game and make sure his body's right to uh, you know, come back into the side. But it does hurt us in terms of our structure because, uh, yeah, he was definitely that, that player that we... Like, that was our lead-up option uh, and he was getting around the ground as well. So, look, there'll be uh, big shoes to fill by whoever comes in and I would... Personally, hope that person is a is a James Stewart type. We definitely need that tall marking option, but definitely hurting for Lav. I mean, for mine, there was a, a few other sort of unfortunate uh, things in that quarter where we missed a few chances at goal. 
Uh, like we've got plenty of chances, but we had misses from Tipper, Zaka, Smith, uh, and while those those chances they weren't like easy goals, but they were definitely gettable. But those sorts of things keep Adelaide in it, and um, really that's the they're the chances we need to take if we want to put sides away. And when you miss those those shots, and then Adelaide takes it up the other end, and you know Walker Walker kicks one, you know that sort of takes the wind out of your sails a bit. But um, yeah, look overall, um, there were some good parts as well where Smack, who we'd sort of mentioned over the previous weeks, hasn't had excellent form, but I thought he actually worked himself into the the game all right in this game, like not outstanding, but. There was a good bit of play on the wing there. We actually uh, you know, took the ball and took a couple of bounces on the wing and he actually calmed down and uh, just lowered the eyes and hit up Tipper. And Tipper obviously slotted the goal and we sorely needed it because the, the Crows were really coming for us at this stage. So I was really, really glad to see um, Smack get that good bit of play because I'm sure that'll give him a whole lot of confidence going into the next games ahead. Yeah, I was relieved uh, McKernan did that choice of drawing the player and then, you know, using a good kick to AMT. I was a bit worried at first when he uh, was uh, coming around that 50-metre line and I thought, hmm, will he pin the ears back and <laughs> try to drive it home, which would be inspiring if he did it. But I'm, I'm glad he took the safe option and it was the right option. And, uh, you know, AMT didn't let him down. He kicked a nice goal, so... On that, Anthony McDonald what sorry, Anthony McDonald Tip and Woody had a great second term. Yep. Uh, for his pressure and he you know got a couple of goals and you know it was probably one of his better quarters for a little while you know especially this season. So yeah, I thought that was uh, pleasing to see as well. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I mean, I suppose while I was um, saying it's disappointing he missed a couple of you know kicks earlier on. As I sort of say, I'd much rather players have a ping, even if it doesn't go well, because that means we're still getting dangerous. And, you know, you if you're having the shot at goal, that, that tells me you're still uh, confident and you'll you'll get one through um, through eventually. And, you know, certainly it's I find that much better to have a ping rather than stuff around with it and we lose it completely without even a scoring shot. Um, and the ball will just end up down the other end because we sort of hesitated or a bit of indecision. So, yeah, really good quarter there from Tipper. Yeah, so we held a, a slight lead again at half-time. Obviously, we knew Laverde was down and uh, he wouldn't be back, but uh, for the Crows, they'd lost uh, Brad Crouch, and pretty shortly afterwards, they lost uh, their skipper in uh, duty. Um, so that was a big loss for them as well. Mm. The start of that third quarter, mate... Uh, uh, Zach, uh, sorry, David Zarakis uh, would usually gobble up that goal, but um, yeah, he just pushed that one that went through for a behind, and that would have been the perfect start. And of course, Murphy's rule is uh, once uh, you miss your opportunity, it goes up the other end, and your opposing team kicks a goal, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, like it looked like with that Zarakis kick, it's like he almost had too much time, so he sort of overthought it a bit. I mean, we've actually seen him kick a goal from almost that exact position over and over again, like the the Carlton game uh, comes to mind. But, yeah, so it is a, a shame when we have all the run but just aren't able to capitalise and it goes down the other end and they just uh, kick one through. So, yeah, we, um, 
you know, we're only ahead by two points at that stage. And then Seisman came barreling through down the other end again. And luckily he missed that goal. Uh, like Ham, to his credit, like he was uh, definitely trailing Seisman, but he, he kept pressuring and, and harassing, which meant Seisman sort of pulled his kick a bit. So he missed that one. Um, so that was a, uh, a good bit of play where we were actually able to sl- uh, sling it the other way. And that's where um, you know, McKenna showed his uh, Gaelic talent uh, with a brilliant run through the middle of the ground to then kick it straight down Langford's throat. And he kicked an easy goal, goal from 15 out. That was just an outstanding bit of play. Oh, yeah, they call that the solo in um, Gaelic football. So I did hear Eddie on the broadcast basically saying, Oh, well, did he have a bounce? Because, um, you know, did he, yeah, was it longer than 15 metres? Because that kick shouldn't count as breaking up the play. But, um, yeah, I'll be interested in the ruling of that. But obviously, when you watch the replay, he doesn't really go more than 15 metres anyway. So, like, just, uh, you know, it was kind of brilliant play by McKenna. We have seen it before, and I think he did it against the Crows last year, actually. So, the Crows should know about that one, but. Yeah, it did look great, and as we'll talk about later, you take the good and the bad with uh, Connor, because in the last quarter, let's just say, a few expletives were dropped with that effort (laughs) when he um, just threw a boot at a ball where we had the numbers, um, and of course he missed, and the Crows kicked the goal, so uh, we'll talk about that one a bit later, but that other one that we're just talking about now with the uh, forward... Uh, where he's you know broken the lines, got out. It was a beautiful solo effort, and he you know to get it to Cole Langford, uh, it was a fantastic play. Yeah, it was. And look, Langford should have had another goal there. Like there was a there was a ball kicked into the forward line that Langford really should have gobbled up. But you know it's like him and Dev Smith didn't talk to each other. Uh, they sort of got in each other's way, and uh, you know Adelaide like ripped it out and slung it up the other way. But luckily, the Crows stuffed up their forward entry and Gleeson was able to cut off that run because otherwise that would have been like a really uh, sort of hurtful. But then, you know, after that, um, there was another good bit of play where, where Parrish sort of returned the favour from earlier on in the game and he got a good handball out to Carl who socketed through his first goal in AFL footy. So it was great to see. Yeah, it was a, nice to see him get his first goal and... Yeah, him and uh, Red Dog or Redman uh, gave a little bit of a dance afterwards. And <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, hang on, boys, we've got to win the game first. Um, you know, these are the ones that burn you. But I, I did like to see a little bit of personality coming out in the players. But, um, yeah, you know that that kind of stuff uh, is going to be highlighted. So um, it's a bit like in the last year or the year before when... Horatio Fantasia called himself Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you bring attention to yourself like that, yeah, you want to do the right thing and actually win the game. But um, yeah, no, it was a nice, nice to see a first, well, second gamer get his first goal. So good stuff. And just on that, mate, I I made a little nickname for uh, Ned, and um, my daughter wasn't too fond of it. She didn't think it was great, but um, I just thought. I know Daniel Rich got this tag many years ago, but I thought, this is Bam Bam, you know, from the Flintstones. Um, <laughs> he's got that little appearance on him as well. Like, um, But, uh, yeah, it was good to see him get a goal, and yeah, good, well done, Ned. Yeah, or maybe it was Bam Bam, one for each of his goals, mate. But, um, yeah, look, yeah. Um, it was, like it was, 
actually a, a good quarter for us. And then later on in that, that quarter, like Langford started to get really dangerous and he had Talia worried. And Talia actually gave away a free to Langford because he was looking pretty dangerous and Langford made him pay and kicked it straight, which is um, just fantastic to see because when you get those opportunities in front of goal, you really need to take them with both hands, which we are able to do. And, um, you know, like the, I suppose the unfortunate thing is like we were three goals up after Langford's goal, but there was a costly missed mark by Gleeson up the other end where like really sort of almost gave up the goal to the Crows. And I know, like, obviously, Gleeson, it's not what he meant to do. But to me, it just sort of reads like he's um, he's still a bit, little bit rusty. He's still reading the play, and he'll get better. Like, I've got no worries about that. Like, Gleeson's a classy player. But, you know, we sort of mentioned last week, like, he he just not backing himself quite. Like, he's gone for the double fists uh, before instead of taking the mark. And this one, he just, he just couldn't read the ball quite well and those missed opportunities where you're not able to take the mark and take the heat off the game can be quite costly but fortunately you know we had the young Jordan Ridley that continues to stand up like intercept marks all game and he actually made some really important tackles in the defensive 50 which was uh yeah which was just huge yeah, that's right. And um, obviously, Gleeson didn't play last week. Maybe the week before. That's correct. Um, oh, that's well, right. Yeah. yeah, sorry to correct you, but um, yeah, that one where he uh, came back into the side. But I agree with you. That mark, that miss mark was so costly. And as you say, the players don't deliberately miss mark. But I think that comes down to confidence. And mm. um, you're you're 100% right. It, you know, when you don't back yourself 100%, you're prone to make mistakes. Um, and that one was a really costly one because then uh, shortly afterwards, uh, Seisman kicked one of his goals that he's renowned for. And before we knew it, after leading by 19 points, we were only up by six at three-quarter time. Yeah. I mean, look, honestly, it was another uh, you know red-time goal that's regrettable. But I have to say, as a, as a pure footy lover, like it was a great bit of play by the Crows. You know, that kept handballing just out of reach of our players. Like, we were, we were pressuring them and, and tackling them like crazy, but they eventually got Seedsman uh, free and he cooked, kicked that long-running goal. That's that's a class bit of play. Um, but it was disappointing, as you say, to cough up that lead of 19 points and only lead by six points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, so obviously all Bomber fans were, would have been on the edge of their seat. You know, we, we didn't want to be the first team to lose to the Crows. And I thought the Crows started the better of the uh, last term. Uh, you got it down there in, and they kicked a couple of behinds. And then, you know, we kind of leveled that, kicking a couple of behinds ourselves. Uh, with, you know, Townsend, and then one was rushed. But um, then the second gamer, Ned Carl, got his second goal. Yeah, he did, which is um, fantastic. Like, and while it was good that he kicked that set shot through, which showed a bit of class. That kick from Ridley to to get it to Carl was absolutely superb. He's just um, such a good kick, Ridley, and you couldn't have weighted that that kick forward any better. Uh, it was just yeah, straight in Carl's breadbasket, which was uh, which was fantastic. Um, a couple of other things I saw um, in that quarter, James, which I thought were pretty big, like Bell Chambers took a strong grab in that you know sort of half back. And he actually looked all, looked pretty good all game, looked strong. Uh, and I think it's so important that 
to have that taller presence over the ground, like to provide that sort of release marking option. And he really provided that this game. And Merritt just kept popping up all the time, uh, kept pushing really hard. And I thought he really took on that role of our number one mid this game. Like it's obviously, um, you know, he's probably thrown down the gauntlet to himself and said, come on, mate, lift. And he, he absolutely did that. I uh, thought he had a fantastic you know, well, game, but fourth quarter particularly. Yeah, that's right, and he did. And, uh, yeah, the the Crows did pepper the goals. I thought they had you know, a lot more opportunities in that last quarter, which is a little bit worrying because, again, we would love to have just put a side away. And then uh, Lachlan Murphy got his third goal for the match. So it was their small forward that was causing us a lot of concerns. And then you had uh, Seedsman miss a goal. And then, obviously, a few rush behinds. But for us, like we really were holding on, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Uh, and once again, it was our backs really holding us up. Um, you know, Hurley took a really important grab uh, towards the end there. I thought Francis played really strong down back all game. Like, I thought he really attacked the footy. And there are a couple of uh, parts of the play, like right at the death of the fourth, uh, but also uh, so with about five or ten minutes to go in the fourth where he uh, he left his man and uh, punched the ball like out of bounds when Adelaide was sort of streaming up, trying to basically run through us. I thought he had a really good presence um, all over the game. And while Tex Walker did get a couple of goals, I thought um, like Francis really stood up quite strong today. I was pretty happy with his game. Marty Gleeson had, <laughs> had a couple of shockers. In that quarter, uh, one of them where he was trying to get it out of our back 50, tried to lace out Hibbard, but as I said, like he's Hibbard's not a, a good marking option, like especially when he's got a man on him. So when Marty tried to lace him out, like he just got beaten in the contests, and you know, luckily we we didn't cough up a goal from that. But another one of Marty's kicks was when uh, Adelaide actually panic kicked it out of our forward 50. Gleason mopped it up, so he showed that good. Good ability to read the play, as he always does. But he sort of rushed the kick on his left and just coughed it up straight to Adelaide, which was pretty disappointing. Like, I think, you know, he, he had a bit more time than he maybe thought he had. Uh, he's still clearly finding his touch for mine. Uh, he'll get back. I've got no worries about that. Uh, but I think he just needs to, you know, try and get that game sense back and think through his kicks a bit more. Yeah, there was one from uh, Snelling in that quarter too where... You know, he, he took the mark or got the ball. It was like a really lazy kick. It looked lazy, and I'm not accusing him of being lazy, but, you know, when they just chuck it on their boot um, and lean back, and it was intercepted by the Crows. And I just thought, when you go, and he's kind of attacking the middle of the ground, when you go short and turn the ball over there, it really opens you up. So um, I think you need to really make sure of your kicks when you're doing that. But I'll give uh, Snelling credit. Gee, he worked hard in the, you know, to rectify his mistakes. And he, he had a, a number of important tackles uh, in that last bit. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, as we've sort of said throughout the season, like his willingness to keep pushing uh, throughout the game with his, his pressure, his tackles, all that kind of thing, even though he hasn't had outstanding games all the time, he continues to you know present an option uh, through the midfield but also to to really uh, harass the opposition. And, you know, when he does make a blue, he always follows up on his work to 
to try and um, make it up and I think that's that should never be understated that sort of value he brings to the side. Yeah, and I, and I want to go over that Hurley mark you mentioned. Gee, that was an important mark. Um, mm. We said in our preview show we thought the Crows might try and t- uh, test us, and we actually called that Elliot uh, Himmelberg would be named, and um, we got that one right, mate. But um, and it was always going to be a toss of the coin who would have the better of that because obviously Adelaide played a little bit taller doing so, and obviously one of our strengths is our running uh, backman. So it was a bit of a roll of the dice, but, yeah, with good weather conditions, I can understand the Crows' strategy. Yep. Um, it was so important, someone like Francis, who, to be honest, we haven't really seen him play a lockdown key position role because he's never really had to. He's played more of a floating, uh, you know, third man up kind of thing. So I was really impressed pressed by Francis's uh, one-on-one contest work and really uh, he got burned by one goal to uh, Tex you know, when it was uh, called um, behind the play on Ridley early so really Walker and the commentators are saying Walker played you know, much better than he has you know, previously in you know, the last few weeks but um, I thought Francis was outstanding on Walker because obviously he was still their number one target yep and um, but that mark to Hurley, uh, you know, right near to death for the game, um, that was so important. And gee, uh, it's good to have someone so experienced down back there. Absolutely, it is. He's uh, so reliable down in defence, and he he just structures us up so well. Like you just have to think that blokes like you know Jordan Ridley, even Francis, and um, like they they just must feed off him so much and, and learn a lot from him because he is so so experienced and so dependable knows where to position and uh, yeah they we're just like the backs are really holding their own so um, no well done to the boys down there and yeah love your work Michael Hurley yeah well I think it shouldn't be undersold uh, yeah the club hasn't rotated this captaincy in Heppel's uh, absence. Yeah, they've given it pretty much all to Michael Hurley. So that says a lot to me about how the playing group sees Michael. And um, he's obviously a real leader to them. And he's continued to you know, take the captain duties for now. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, no, that's that's great. But, like, in the in the end, Jane, look, you know, we don't like to make things easy, do we? You know, after leading by 19 points and looking good in the third quarter... We only we won by only the three points, and Adelaide really had a lot of the play and missed a few chances late, and threw everything at us. So, yeah, fortunately, yeah, to big clunks by, uh, you know, Michael Hurley and then Mason Redmond right at the death there, yeah, really really helped us in the end. And uh, you know, when you walk away with your four points, playing in Adelaide. While there were plenty of heart-starting moments, uh, you'd, you'd always be happy with a win. Well, I see currently we're fifth on the ladder. Uh, five and two. As I said, we'll take that. You know, someone had have offered that to us at the start of the season. Even though we've had a relatively soft draw, I would definitely take in five and two. Although we haven't won that excitingly, you know, in terms of a lot of our loss. Uh, sorry, a lot of our wins have been pretty much a goal or just under a goal, you know. So it's not like we are destroying teams. But as you said, those four points are the most important ones, the uh, premiership points. 
and they're the ones that we've got. So, yeah, basically we're five and two. We've still got a game in hand on the competition, along with Melbourne. So we do know, though, uh, one thing to keep in the back of our minds, and I was looking at this the other day, mate, our last uh, six games at the moment, who we're looking at, uh, Richmond, Geelong, West Coast, Jesus. Uh, Hawthorne. Now, Hawthorne aren't playing well, but when you add up those four teams, mm. gee, they would have the last, you know, nearly, you know, yeah, probably the last 10 premierships almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got Port, who are currently, even though they lost last night, that's another team would be playing. So those last six games on the on the way home uh, is going to be really uh, testing for us. Yep. And uh, we need to capitalise where we can. And obviously, we'll talk about it uh, during the week, but you know, our next game is going to be difficult. You know, we've got Brisbane um, you know, at Metricon. So, as I said, after this, I think we don't have that many easy games. Uh you know, even Melbourne have started to show some form. Petrarca's killing it at the moment. So, pleasingly, we get Dylan Shield back for next week. But, yeah, there's a lot of work still to be done. But, as you said, 5-2, and two, it's a great position to be in with a game in hand. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's going to be vital, that... Uh... Yeah, that game in hand, because like, Melbourne, it's a winnable game. So, you know, if we do uh, drop a couple against those really high-quality sides, uh, we just really need to make sure we um, we show up each and every single week, but especially those those games where we're really in a, in a chance to win because uh, in that condensed season where we've been fortunate, we've already racked up the five wins, and you'd think... You know, 10, 11 um, should get you into finals. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, ifs, buts are worth nothing if you don't actually get the points on the board. So, um, yeah, it should be uh, interesting yeah, with our side as we go ahead and let's hope we can get back some of our stars going into those later games in the season. Because as you say, those, those last six that we'll have to face up against... Uh, let alone the four that we've got coming up next, will be really tough games. Yeah, and another thing to be taken into account, although we're five and two, our percentage is almost still sub 100. So that's a little bit worrying too because uh, when you do play some of these strong sides, you can't afford to have heavy defeats because that percentage actually is worth a game sometimes. And... You know, it's something we've got to be mindful of. We haven't had the luxury of building a percentage, even though we've got a five and two record. So to be five and two and be, you know, sub one hundred percentage, that's really worrying. And you think we lost one of those games by uh, one point. So obviously the Bulldogs game was really damaging to our percentage. Um, but you know, as I said, five and two. Let's be happy with that. So we'll have a break now, and when we come back, we'll do our Don's Cast Medal vote. (laughs) You're 
listening to Don's Cast. And our next segment is the Don's Cast Medal Votes. And mate, why don't we start with you? Yeah, beauty. So um, this was one of those games where um, yeah, obviously a win, you can find a few more players. So some blokes just missed out on the votes. But I mean, for mine, the, the top five were fairly clear, I think. So um, I've actually given one vote to Tommy Bellchambers. I thought it was a welcome return to form by him. He actually had quite a significant influence, I feel, uh, not only at the run co- rack contest, so I think he, he killed Riley O'Brien, but also around the ground, as I said, like took a couple of big marks and actually laid the three tackles as well in the end, which was really good. Had 10 disposals. So, um, yeah, I gave a vote to Bally. Uh, the two votes I gave to Kyle Langford. I thought he showed a lot of promise. Uh, racked up 19 disposals in the end. But he kicked, you know, two important goals for us, you know, which which I just think is um, so important when you do get opportunities for a goal to make the most of them. And he definitely did that. Had a couple of clearances, 266 metres gained. So I thought quite a good game from Kyle Langford. And I think he's really putting together a, a solid season. Three votes I gave to Andy McGrath. He just presented all game. Wasn't, uh, I suppose, outstanding in, in terms of like impact, like he, there wasn't a moment in the game where he thought he really grabbed the game by the throat, but he was just present all game. So he, um, you know, had 25 disposals, um, had a shot at goal, which like he missed, but I think it's important that he's he's having those shots. But the big thing that set him apart from a lot of other people on the ground was 10 tackles. I think that's huge to go with. You know, 398 meters gained was just uh, fantastic. Uh, the four votes I gave to Jordan Ridley, just a class act. Those intercept marks, all game, some really important tackles in the back 50 there. And that you know, that beautiful little pass that set up Carl uh, for his second goal. He's just putting together a fantastic uh, season. 18 disposals, three tackles in the end, six marks. And uh, yeah, just a fantastic game from him. But the five votes I gave to Zach Merritt, I couldn't go past him. Uh, I think he had a case of leather poisoning in the end there, James. You know, 33 disposals. Actually made six tackles, but like 613 metres gained. Like in a shortened, uh, you know, sort of shortened time on, on ground with a with the shorter quarters, mind you. That's just huge. So, um, yeah, really great game from... Uh, Zach Merritt and he really uh, had a huge impact in the midfield and gave us plenty of plenty of uh, sort of run and options around the ground. How about you, mate? How do you see your votes? Oh, we we're on sync, mate. Um, yeah, I should say we don't discuss this before uh, we do our voting, but um, I must say that I've picked the same five players, so uh, yeah, we must be uh, <laughs> we must watch the same games. <laughs> <laughs> Although um, I must give some apologies, I, I couldn't find Darcy Parish a vote, and I wanted to. I just felt he kind of went out of the contest in the last you know, half, maybe a little bit more in the th- uh, last quarter in itself. But um, I thought Parish was big on the day, but I couldn't find a vote for him. I gave the one vote to um, Kyle Langford. I thought you know his two goals were really important, but I just loved his endeavour, and he seemed to be more energy. I thought last week we didn't use him well. You know, we just kind of plonked him away from the ball. 
I don't think he's a great wingman. I think he needs to be either in the middle or providing a forward option. And, uh, yeah, I thought he was really good on the day. And, um, yeah, as you said, he's had a good season. And he can be a bit of a whipping boy with some of the fans. But um, I think he's definitely an improving player. I gave two, two votes to uh, Tom Bell Chambers. As I said, all right, he didn't get a lot of stats in terms of 10 possessions, but we have been crying out to win a ruck contest. And I think it was the first time we've really dominated in the ruck. Even when Phillips did that good job on Grundy, you know, Grundy still won the contest. Uh, I thought today uh, Bell Chambers just made Riley O'Brien look second rate. So I thought that was really important. And I really was uh, impressed with his physicality. You know, that's one thing we love about Tom Bell Chambers is he plays with a bit of mongrel, and I think he's a, a good teammate for that reason. So as long as he's fit enough to get around the ground and, okay, he's never going to be a ruckman that's going to get you 20 possessions and kick a couple of goals, but, you know, if he works hard, he can still be a very important player for us. Uh, three votes again. I gave to Andy McGrath. His work rate is phenomenal. I've, you know, you can really tell how fit he is. Uh, he works so hard, and as you said, ten tackles. That's amazing, and uh, he's always in it. And you know, you watch that last quarter again, mate, and you see he's almost at every contest. You know, he's endeavouring to tackle. He's in, you know endeavouring to keep the ball away from the Crows. Uh, forward line so as I said that shows a lot of leadership to me and yeah really good game by Andy again I've second you mate I went uh, Ridley for four votes um you know his intercept marking is just so good and you know he's so reliable and uh apart from that one free kick that the umpire deemed was unreasonable which I didn't think there was a lot in that one that was probably the only bad thing of his game for the whole day uh everything else he just you know just looks so classy and as you said he looks a class above almost with his uh field kicking yeah, i thought he was really good on the day but um yeah i had to give five votes to zach merritt i thought he worked incredibly hard you know pleasingly he just wanted to have an impact and you know when you get 600 meters plus gained that's a lot of ball that you're kicking uh, fairly long into our forward line or away from their back line. So uh, I thought his kicking was, you know, okay, he didn't hit out, lace out, you know, as much as uh, we've seen from his best games. But his work rate and just the way that he accumulated the ball was really pleasing. And as I said, the good thing for us to look forward to, we'll have Dylan Shield joining both McGrath and also Zach Merritt so um and as I said you can't tag everyone so someone gets off the leash and you know I feel really confident with those three in there that you know we're going to play a better game and as I said Darcy Parrish's first half really was fantastic and uh, I think he's going to be a, a gem for us as uh the years go by so yeah that's it mate so why don't you give us a an update on the overall tally if you've got that there. Yeah, no worries, mate. So um, starting from the bottom, so we got Hurley on one, then two each to Parrish and McKernan, three each to Laverty, Bell Chambers, Hooker and Townsend, five each to Smith, Zaharakis and Phillips, nine to Stringer, 13 to Langford, 
17 to Zaki Merritt, 26 to Shield, 33 to McGrath, 39 to Ridley, and sitting pretty on top is uh, Adam Saab with 42. Yeah, that's the first time uh, Saadi hasn't got votes from us, but uh, uh, he's another player that I thought played pretty well on the day. But, um, yeah, it was a bit hard to find the votes, as I said. So voting's always subjective, you know. Like Some people might listen to this and say, oh, how could you give Bell's Chambers a vote? Or how could you give Langford a vote? Um, these other guys deserved it. But, as I said, I, that's just the way I saw it. And, obviously, you were, you saw the same five players. It's just funny. As I said, with no consulting, we've done that a couple of times, mate. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe you know, brothers see things pretty similarly. But, um yeah, look, you know, for mine, while other people might have had, you know, more possessions or things like that, I, I read it just off, uh, like, the impact they had on the game and certainly winning that ruck contest, I thought, went a long way to helping us win the uh, win the game and and the, the clearances from the midfield because I think our midfield overall was uh, was on top all game. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how I picked it. And, uh, yeah, no, it's a... It's good to see that we're getting quite a few people up into the top echelons of the, uh, you know, the the votes because that says to me that we're spreading the load. You know, whereas in previous years we were really relying on a couple of players. You know, whether it's a Hurley or a Heppel to sort of try and drag us over the line or show that bit of class. We've got quite a lot of contributors now, which is just fantastic to see. Exactly. All right. Well. Let's have another break, mate. And when we come back, we'll do our segment by the numbers, where we rate each player's performance, uh, starting from one right through to 46. That's next after the break. Listen to Don's cast and our regular feature by the numbers. And as always, um, Andy McGrath. And we both gave him votes, mate. He continued a pretty good season. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's just been so dependable for us, which is which is fantastic. I mean, when we are missing, you know, top line midfielders in uh, you know, well, Shield for the last couple of weeks, uh, Heppel, to have someone of the class of Andy McGrath who really is, um, I suppose, still developing in the role as a midfielder for us, having come out of defence over the last few years. Uh, he's just been fantastic. You know, 25 disposals, uh, 10 tackles, as we sort of mentioned, but eight clearances, uh, importantly, and 398 metres gained. It was just fantastic. So another ripping game from Andy McGrath. Yeah, he's fantastic. And as I said, his work rate and that, yeah, I said... I asked everyone to watch that last quarter, and even though it wasn't a great quarter for us, you know, I think the Crows kicked one goal five to our one goal three. Just see Andy's efforts around the ball. You know, he does everything he could ask to try and, uh, you know, stop the opposition. So um, as a defensive mid, and that's how he plays, he usually uh, plays with a bit of a uh, defensive mindset, but he then knows when to attack and, yeah, I thought he was really good on the day. So, yeah, it was great to see him uh, continue his fine season. The next one, Tom Bell Chambers. And Tommy had been missing for the last three weeks. We both gave him votes again. And 
Yeah, I thought it was really pleasingly to see him play with such aggression. Yeah, it was. He certainly looked a lot fitter and seemed to have, as you said, that fire in the belly again to um, to really want to like stamp his impact on the game and say, no, I am Essendon's number one ruckman, uh, and this is why. And I thought he uh, really towed up Riley O'Brien on the on the night. As I said, there was he actually got around the ground a lot a lot more. I think he's definitely been able to freshen up over those uh, weeks he wasn't playing in the side, which has been uh, fantastic. Took a couple of big marks. Should have had a goal. Like there was a, a mark, you know, about fifteen meters out from goal that he that he took that wasn't paid. But and as you said, like that aggression around the contest uh, and to follow up the work, I thought was was really good. So as a um, you know welcome return to form for Bally. It was just nice to win a ruck contest. Yeah, yeah. I heard a few uh, media outlets that rank us in the bottom three ruck, so in the competition. Yeah, that might change if uh, Sammy Draper does show uh, his potential, and obviously he's coming back from a knee injury, so we don't expect the world from him straight away. But um, yeah, currently we're not seen as the greatest ruck duo, but um, you know, I think it was pleasing to see. Uh, Tom Bell Chambers uh, play and and get through the whole game, um, and he had to do a, a lot more work than he did when he was previously in the side this year. Uh, the next player said he's lucky to unlucky to miss out on some votes. Uh, Darcy Parrish, I thought his first half was brilliant, and how did you think he was, mate? Yeah, it was. It was really solid. As I said, there was a couple of moments there, particularly in the first half, where he was just lightning. He just ripped through a contest, pick up the ball so cleanly. Like, he's really a one-touch player. Uh, and, you know, you, you can't teach that sort of stuff. So, you know, whether he's picking the ball up off his bootlaces, he was he was tackling, he was, you know, getting those lightning hands out to someone in a better position. It was just fantastic to see. And, uh, look, while he did uh, sort of peter out towards the uh, latter end of the game, he did keep... You know, pushing out the contest, and I think as his uh, midfield tank uh, continues to develop, you know, he'll he'll find himself in a lot more uh, stoppage situations where he can uh, you know, really help us get over the line, which yeah, I think he definitely did in this game. Yeah, I saw a stat the last few weeks that Darcy Parrish had played 75% midfield time, and if you remember earlier in the year, we were bemoaning his lack of opportunities. You know, obviously showed so much in that last quarter against Sydney we wanted to see him get a few more opportunities in the midfield but um, I think the club almost out of necessity had to give him some midfield minutes and uh, I think he's definitely on the up in that area it does seem to see a, a bit of a trend with him in that he dies out of games whether that's because the opposition put a bit of work into him whether he's assigned a defensive task or whether it's just a endurance thing of playing in the midfield I'm not sure but he's definitely uh, his first halves have been really good and obviously that last quarter against Sydney um, he'd had the least game time on that day so you know there must be an area that the club's working on with him in terms of building up that endurance that's just the way I see it but yeah I think he's definitely going to be a star of our midfield in the years to come Another player that got votes from us, mate, Kyle Langford. Uh, kicked the two goals in the day. How did you see him? Yeah, I thought he was really important for us. You know, he is that sort of bigger-bodied player, and, and while he isn't 
super aggressive. Uh, he does always present, uses his bigger frame to um, you know get his get his hands out of the the tackle to make sure he can uh, dish off to someone running through. Uh, and he he actually got dangerous in the forward line there, like we saw sort of Talia got a bit wary of him, um, and Langford did end up kicking a couple of goals on him, which was fantastic to see. He's um, he's really developing um, his his game sense, uh, developing that ability to be a solid contributor for the whole of the match, not just in patches. And um, yeah, I think he like he does read the play really well, so he's continuing to build, and he's still only what twenty four years of age or something, so he's got plenty of footy left in him. So those of you who like to uh, you know use him as a whipping boy. You know, hopefully people can actually see the value he does bring to the side because um, he's really developing his game and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to him uh, playing plenty more games for us in the years to come. Yeah, definitely. And as I said, he's a pretty reliable kick, especially for goal. Uh, he's one of the players that I feel a little bit safer with when he's taking a set shot. Uh, he's not bulletproof in that area, but he is a pretty good kick, Um especially around that 35 to 40 metre mark. You know, you can almost back him in depending on the angle. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's really improved. As I said, he, he has got a point of difference in that he's a bit bigger body. No, he doesn't play with physicality, but he definitely has improved and he's showing a lot as a point of difference that he can rest forward and he becomes quite a difficult matchup for the defense, for the defensive team. So... Good work, Kyle. A player that's really struggled this year in some some ways of finding the ball, I think, it's Devin Smith. And again, he, his efforts can never be questioned. He, he works so hard in that area. But yeah, I just don't think he's getting uh, the same amount of ball that he, he did in, uh, the, obviously, the 2018 season. How did you see him, mate? Yeah, look, uh, he was a bit down on the night for mine. Um, I mean, you didn't really see him at... A lot of contests towards the end of the game. That's where he started to get a bit, bit more involved. But like even then, wasn't overly impactful. Look, he ended up with the thirteen possessions, had the three tackles, um, hundred and eighty-three meters gained, had a ping at goal and, and missed. Um, so he would have loved to have gobbled that up. But look, um, I'm not, I'm not worried about Smith. Uh, we really saw how much we missed him last year. So to have him in the side is uh, fantastic. He'll get better as the season wears on. I've got absolutely no doubt about that. And he's really the sort of player that I definitely sense other players uh, you know, seem to stand taller around. I mean, not just because he's a short bloke. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you got, uh, I think, you know, his ferocity around the, the contest um, and his willingness to, like, he's he's just a competitor. That's, that's how I'd describe him, and a terrier around the footy, always wanting to pressure, harass, uh, get the ball going forward for us. He's a, um, He'd be a fantastic team man, and you can see why he's in the leadership group. So, look, while his output, output was sort of down today, you know, he'll be better for the run again. And, um, look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to when he, um, you know, he really starts to hit his straps. But in, in terms of, yes, he, his dis- disposal rate is lower the one thing i will say on that is that we're not depending on him to get as many disposals now you know we've got other blokes picking up the slack 
like even even blokes like Snelling, um, you know, he had around sort of nineteen possessions, I think it was. David Zaharakis had had twenty possessions. Zachy Merritt obviously picked up the thirty three. Uh, Kyle Langford, Darcy Parish, all around twenty possessions. Andy McGrath, twenty five possessions. So when everyone else is getting the pill, we don't need Devon Smith to get a lot of it. But what he does bring is that that pressure and intensity all game, and um, yeah, it's. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's just great to have him in the side. So no worries about him whatsoever. He'll get his form back. So I'm um, looking forward to, to when that happens. How about yourself, mate? How do you see him? Yeah, well, I'll take your point that we don't need him to get high possessions. But I think, uh, you know, especially you know, using his high bar of the 2018 season, uh, I don't think he would ever have had only three tackles in a game during that year. So... Whether it's his timing or, you know, maybe he's not playing as much on the ball, he seems to be uh, knocked over a lot too. I don't know if you noticed that, but, um, you know, I think because he's such a competitor, I think the other opposition players like to you know, get him on the ground a bit. And I don't think he's going to be a, a fan favourite with the umpires. <laughs> so he doesn't get looked after after those. I think they know him... Being such a competitor, they say you can cop that. So, um, yeah, I, I just think for him, he needs to get his timing a little bit better out of his tackling. I, yeah, I don't want to rate him too harshly, but same token, um, you know, we're paying this guy pretty good money, um, deservingly, by the way. But, you know, we I guess we want him to have more than 13 possessions and probably be a bit more impactful around the goals because he is a skilled player. Um, so uh, I just think he's one that could lift to the next level uh, a little bit later in the season. Uh, the player that we both gave best on ground to was Zach Merritt, and yeah, he had a great uh, return to form after a pretty low week last week. Yeah, and like he, like even before last week, like he hadn't had an outstanding season. Um, so this was. A really welcome return to form for for Zachy Merritt. Like thirty three disposals, yeah. You know, as we mentioned before, six hundred and thirteen meters gained. The six clearances, uh, which was huge, a goal assist, and six tackles to to wrap it all up in a nice little bow. Just um, another fantastic game from Zachy Merritt, and uh, yeah, let's hope he continues to build on that throughout the season. Yeah, it's very pleasing to see him play so well, and uh, as I said, he's going to have a a bit of help next week when Dylan Shield comes back into the side. And as I said, uh, Brisbane, we know they've got a classy midfield. So it's going to be important to add Dylan Shield. But, yeah, for Zach, uh, I thought, yeah, this is clearly his best game for the season. And let's just hope he gets a lot of confidence from that uh, because he's an important player to us. And, yeah, the only thing with Zach that I think that uh, could do a bit, bit of improving, and it's one of his skills, so... He's capable. There's uh, those field kicks. He, he can be really a uh, piercing kick out of the ball. But we really haven't seen witness of that um, in terms of hitting up those lead-up targets. And I think that's his area where he could improve the most. But, yeah, I thought he was you know, brilliant on the day. Said 600 metres gain. I know we keep going on about it. And some people say, well, that's a new stat. Why do you use metres gain? It should matter what they do of it. But... To get the ball forward is so important, and generally he's hitting a target. So, 
Good work, Zach Merritt. Now, a player we uh, discussed earlier about maybe having a, a little bit of confidence issues, but Marty Gleeson, uh, he was a player, especially early, I just didn't think he could get into the game. And um, as I said, he made some errors in the game, especially down late. But he is a player that he reads the ball very well. And uh, I think he's an important player for us. And at his best, his best 22. But uh, he, he's a player that hasn't quite hit his straps yet in 2020. Yeah, you're right, James. But, I mean, we know he's a class player, so... Yeah, we definitely don't want to beat up on the bloke. He's, he's, and it's not a, not an effort thing. He's, he's obviously trying his heart out. You would never doubt Marty Gleeson's um, heart and effort for the club, but it is that that confidence. I mean, to, to finish the game with the seven disposals, only the one tackle, uh, and only the one mark, for someone of Marty Gleeson's abilities, where he does read the play so well, uh, he's obviously a bit down on form. He's really a. I personally see a, a bit of a victim that there is no VFL to sort of go down to where he could have had a few games, get his form back, and then come back fit and firing. He's sort of chucked to the deep end this season because it's... I mean, there's a scratchies, but really there... I, I personally don't see him as a replacement for the VFL because you're often playing, you know, 10 aside, 12 aside, whatever it may be. Uh, and even those, uh, sometimes you'll have to play for the opposition... So you're not really working in the same structures as you're sort of training towards and building towards the actual uh, senior team. So he's a bit of a victim of that, but I've got no doubt he'll uh, he'll get better during the season. He'll regain that confidence. It will just take some time. I am somewhat dubious as to whether he'll sort of hold his spot, given the, the depth of talent we've got in our back line. You know, if you, if you look at it, I don't think you can keep on paying sort of seven, uh, like seven backmen, really, when you got, you know, your Francis Hurley, uh, Ridley, Saad, McKenna. Um, I think Gleason is that one too many for mine. Uh, but look, uh, Gleason is uh, a class player. We'll definitely need him later on in the season when, uh, you know, obviously this condensed season, we'll have to manage blokes throughout the year this game yes he wasn't um wasn't on song made a few blues uh but i think he'll be better for the run how about you mate how do you see his game yeah obviously as said early didn't appear to be out in the ground i didn't hardly spotted him and i know he's a defender so it's more important if he's beating his opponent but yeah i just think he lacks a little bit confidence um as all your points are correct mate he doesn't have any continuity of playing uh, you know, VFL to get his form up. So your only real chance is to do it in-game. And he's getting his opportunities when he when he's presented them. But uh, he's just not at, his, not at his best at the moment. As I said, um, we never knock our players. We love the Bombers and we love their players. But um, as I said, I just think he looks still a little bit off and... Yeah, he'd be a player that I'd be looking at uh, as possibility replaced uh, for the game against Brisbane. Uh, your next t- player is uh, it was good to see him back. Was uh, Aaron Francis, and gee, he played an important role playing a key position. And yeah, I thought he was really important for us. Yeah, as I said earlier on in the pod, James, I thought he had a really strong game. 
even though he's only credited with the nine disposals uh, and the three marks, I thought he was really important uh, for those things that you don't get a stat for, which is, you know, the, the punches here and there, the timing, you know, where he left his man and affected a contest. I thought he was just so in, important for that. Just the way he positioned himself, himself rather, um, he's just such a smart footy player. And the one thing that was really pleasing uh, for me is we didn't see any of those brain fades which we've sort of seen him have, you know, over the course of his of his career and you know, certainly this season. I thought he was solid all game. And, yeah, I was, I was actually really, really happy with his game. How about you, mate? Yeah, no, as I said, he was called on to play a key position role. And, you know, on our Thursday show, we were both a little bit, oh, we haven't really seen him do that, you know, in, in terms of, he usually has the benefit of Hooker and Hurley playing more key position, and obviously Hooker usually takes the most difficult opponent, or Paddy Ambrose if he's fit. So um, it was going to be a big test for him, and although Walker hasn't been at his best, he can certainly be a match winner. And as I said, apart from that goal where uh, you know Francis couldn't have stopped because it was a down-the-field uh, play from a Ridley free kick, yeah, Walker only had the one goal on him after that. So I thought, yeah, he's done a great job. There was that one where he did get the goal on Francis. Uh, watching the replay of that, that's not very kind on Aaron Francis. I, I thought, oh, he's obviously been outbodied. But when I watched the replay, it was more Francis just went to ground, uh, tripping over himself almost. So, yeah, that, that was the only time where I've looked at it and thought, oh, gee, you've been outplayed there. But... In that instance, he'd actually outplayed himself because for some reason, when he moved his leg uh, to go sideways, uh, it was like bent in a uh, going-to-knee position and he just went to ground straight away. So, But, no, nah, he was really important for us. Um, had to play a key position role and did a fantastic job at that. David Zarakis, I thought he really played a good game too. Um, you know, not vote-worthy. But he seems to start to you know win the ball a bit more. I think he had like twenty possessions last week, and how much? How many weeks? Uh, sorry, how many did he get this week, mate? Yeah, he got another twenty possessions, James. And I agree with you. I think he did have a a better game, like not outstanding. Yeah, missed a couple of goals, which he would have loved to kick. But the thing that was pleasing for me is he you know had the three tackles, and um, that's an area of the game where you know we've wanted him to really uh, show a bit more aggression uh, had three clearances as well which is really good so while not an outstanding game the one thing I was happy with him is he like he actually used his run he's quite a, a fit bloke we've always known him for a good runner Zaka and while he doesn't have that same speed he's still got the endurance and I thought he, pre- he sort of kept presenting all game um, was able to dish out plenty of handballs to, to players in better positions but one thing we, I've sort of noticed in the overall gameplay of Essendon, we seem to run in numbers a lot more now. And that's where it's really important you get guys to the contest. Even if it's um, Zaharakis just presenting an option to you know be that link in the chain to you know get a handball and then dish it out to the next player in that better position to get it running forward, which I thought was really promising to see him reading the play a lot better because we've certainly seen in previous games where he just hasn't really impacted the game at all. So I thought actually a, a quite, you know, quite solid game from Zaka. How about you, mate? How do you see it? Yeah, like I, as I said, I think he can be a classy user of the ball. Now he doesn't always do that, 
But I'm just pleasing to see, like, the last couple of weeks he's got his 20 possessions. And if he can start to build some confidence, he might use that ball a little bit better. And I think a big thing for David will be having a key position forward to aim it to. So I've been hoping, you know, if we do bring a James Stewart in, that'll give him more confidence to hit a lead-up option. I think uh, David has said he would have loved to have kicked those couple of goals, especially the one, uh, in the, I think it was at the last quarter, was it, where he um, you know, he could have almost put him away in terms of the way that we were, we were expecting to kick that probably eight times out of ten, and he missed that one. But uh, he's still uh, improving in terms of, we know a few weeks back he looked like he'd lost all confidence. So he's obviously building some confidence now, getting the getting the pill a bit more, and hopefully, um, let's hope that yeah he can get that classy finish to add to the possessions he's getting, and he'll become even more damaging because in all retrospect, when you think about it, the uh, he should have a lot more opportunities with the ball because you know McGrath and Merritt and now Shield coming back. They're going to demand a lot of attention, so um, let's hope David can have a, a good patch of form and uh, get some confidence back. The next player we gave second best on ground to was uh, you know, Jordan Ridley, and you know, he was fantastic again, wasn't he? Absolutely, he was. Uh, you know, marking plenty of ball down back there. Uh, three tackles, uh, that goal assist to to Carl there to really set him up for it was just fantastic. Another like really strong game from from Ritters and yeah, really happy to see the um, the sort of season he's putting together. He's really um, you know put himself out there to be one of the stars of the competition really, and you know I'd, I'd even say he's probably making a claim for all Australian form. That's just my sort of biased opinion there. Uh, but another outstanding game from Ridley. How about you, mate? What did you have to add? Yeah, well, it's not such a big call when you think about it. Uh, Michael Hurley said during the week at a press conference he's probably leading our uh, Crichton medal at the moment. So, um, obviously, the Bomber players rate him very highly. And um, I noticed even the commentators were mentioning him a lot, uh, especially early in the match when he was taking those contested balls. Uh, the contested marks. Uh, I think he's right up there in that category. So, yeah, no, I don't think it's such a strange call at all. If he can keep that form throughout the whole season, uh, he'd certainly be in the calculations, I believe. So, And because he's got that deadly uh, boot, um, I think, you know, that's another strength of his is that he's not just someone who can take a grab. He, he can actually burn you the other way too when he uses the ball so well. Uh player that got injured during the game and you know, started well was Jaden Laverde. What about him, mate? How did you see him? Yeah, well, it was disappointing to see him cop that injury in the second quarter there because he, he actually started really well, uh, was leading up quite well, took the three quite strong grabs. Uh, he'd laid a tackle. Uh, you know, he'd, he'd had the five disposals like in that early stage of the, the second quarter. You know... So he kicked a goal, he'd uh, had a goal assist as well, and was just looking really dangerous down there. So he's unfortunately got injured because he was he was actually building towards uh, quite a good game and 
it'll be a shame we'll miss him for the next you know, three, four weeks, however long, may, long it may be. But um, we're better to be cautious with this guy and make sure we nurse him through so he does come back to full fitness rather than exacerbated a bit later by trying to push him back early. But, uh, yeah, the poor bloke, you know, just can't cop a break, unfortunately. Uh, what did you have to add, mate? Yeah, well, I just like the way he's flying for his marks. And, you know, when we don't have a lot of key position options at the moment, he was almost playing as a key position player, just the way he was, you know, leaping at the ball and dragging a couple of defenders with him. And then that gave our smalls a little bit more opportunity to get some goals. So, yeah, really you know, excellent stuff. And he's a player that obviously has been burnt a lot by injury. Uh, let's hope this one isn't going to keep him out too long and he can regain his spot in the senior side. Uh, so the next player was our acting captain in Michael Hurley. Yeah, n- another solid game from Hurls. To be honest with you, I didn't uh, see a lot of him uh, throughout the game. Like There were obviously big moments where he'd take a mark or slow the play, get, play down to get us back on track. Took a few... Good grab. So he ended up with the 15 disposals, um, importantly the 7 marks, uh, 286 metres gained, so tried to get us going forward um, at all times. But for me, that's that's almost the most promising thing. Uh, because he provides so much structure for us and because he provides such great mentoring and leadership to the backs down there, we don't need to always rely on Hurley to have outstanding games for us to be in the contest. You know, he's obviously passed on a lot of training and knowledge to blokes like Jordan Ridley, Saad, you know, Francis, these sorts of guys who are obviously learning under his guidance. Um, so even though Hurley didn't have a uh, an outstanding game, he, he played solid and I thought he definitely beat his man on the night because I believe he, he was playing on uh, Himmelberg, if I'm not right. I'm not wrong, James. But, um, yeah, I mean, another solid game. Uh, yeah, what did you have to say, mate? Yeah, I'm always pleased sometimes because I, I think there was a period, uh, you know, where Hurley was becoming a player that was chasing stats. You know, there was a you know, period maybe a year or two ago where he was trying to get high 20 possessions as a backman, but a lot of it was just sideways movement and little chip kicks that didn't really uh, lead up to anything for the side to actually score. So... I like that he's keeping it simple in terms of the, he's beating his opponent. He provides an option when he needs to. And, um, you know, as I said, his kicking has been a little bit off and on. Uh, it can can be a bit rusty at times. But I, I thought he was really good today. And, you know, he's good in that he is such a presence uh, for our backmen. And he, as you said, he took those marks. But that last quarter mark was just so important. And that showed how much of his experience he used. So, really good play by Michael Hurley. And it might not be the all-Australian Michael Hurley from a couple of years ago, but he's a great player and, um, yeah, he's another player that we need to really stand up, especially with uh, Kale Hooker's injury. We couldn't lose another backman, I don't think, at the moment, especially while uh, Paddy Ambrose is still out as well. Uh, the next player was Jacob Townsend, and we saw that little uh, headbutt. Uh, well, the umpire said headbutt. I, I saw it more of a, you know, a, a grabbing of the jumper between each other and pulling their heads forward. So I don't think it was a deliberate headbutt, but 
How did you see Jacob's game? Yeah, I thought he was actually quite solid for us. I think he played his role uh, pretty well in that he flew for plenty of marks. He actually took uh, like a really ripper of a mark. I think it was in the third quarter there, uh, which is quite nice just on the wing. But you know, otherwise he finished with the uh, 10 disposals, uh, kicked a goal, could have kicked another, but um, you know, unfortunately didn't go through. And the, the four tackles down in the forward line, which is always pleasing to see that sort of defensive uh, pressure to keep the ball locked in our forward 50. Yeah, I think he played a solid game without being outstanding. Um, yeah, let's hope he doesn't get rubbed out for a week. I mean, I know the MRP can be, uh, you know, unforgiving at times, but I think you're right, James. Like, he just looked like a, you know, two blokes, just a bit of uh, sort of pulling the jumper and that kind of thing, a bit of accidental head clash. I hope both players are, are fine to go because there certainly wasn't anything in it. And you saw at the end of the game, they both had a laugh about it and seemed to, um, you know, you know, bump knuckles given we can't shake hands these days. But uh, no, let's hope they um, they both uh, can play next week against their respective sides. But um, yeah, how about yourself, Matt? How did you see the game? Yeah, well, he still tries to tackle with venom, doesn't he? Uh, really, uh, you see he's premeditated tackling, I call it. Uh, Fantastic uh, the way he really wants to uh, impact on the player with the ball. Um, there was probably one play where I, I wish he would have taken a ping. He, he tried to square up to uh, Devin Smith early in the game. and um, He didn't do the kick that well and the ball basically got turned over. But um, I think Jacob's skilled enough, I think on the evidence we've seen, uh, to kick goals like that. So I'd rather him have a ping, as you say, than to try and uh, get the ball off. I understand he's a new player to the club, so he probably wants to not come across as too hungry. But I think, you know, a player of Jacob's ability should take those shots. Uh, as I said, last time, I think he's been averaging about four or five possessions the last few games. So uh, it's pleasing to see he got up to 10. As he's not really someone that you're going to want to get more than 10 plus possessions because he doesn't play that way. He's not a accumulator of the footy. He's more of a player that will work really hard to uh, play a defensive role. And as he gets better as the season goes on, I'm hoping that he'll get a few more opportunities to bang a few goals through because he seems to be a pretty reliable kick. Uh, the next player was a return to form uh, also, uh, coming back into the side, Mason Redmond. Yeah, I thought he had um, a pretty solid game for mine, James. I mean, he seemed to actually back himself a bit more. Uh, there was a couple of bits of play where he um, you know, either took a grab or made it to a, to a contest and then sort of backed himself in to get the ball back and use his running carry to get the ball going forward for us. So he finished up with the uh, 13 possessions. Uh, importantly in that, you know, there were a couple of marks, uh, two tackles, uh, 327 metres gained. So I thought it was um, quite a good good game from him. Um, obviously that mark at the death in the uh, fourth quarter there was, was really important. But I, um, yeah, I did really like those moments where he used his run and carry to get dangerous. I think that's his, his point of difference, really. He does have a sort of strong strong engine, and he is a, a real competitor, and I think we really saw that today. 
with some of his defensive efforts and and his pressure around the footy. So um, yeah, I thought quite a decent game from from Redders. How do you see it, mate? Yeah, I definitely think it was his best game of the year. The way that he uh, played, he played more attacking than he has previously. Uh, he seemed to be doing better in the contest work. So I think that's important because he had looked pretty second rate in contest, to be honest, this year. You know, his kicking's generally pretty good. It hasn't been that great this year. But I think this is a game that he can build on. And uh, I did say he came back into the side. He actually played against the Bulldogs, but uh, he just... I said he's looked a little bit out of sorts and I was just hoping that he could uh, find his form because he's one of those players that can be so damaging from that defensive 50. So let's hope that you know, this is a step in the right direction for Redmond. Uh, the next player was uh, Ned Carl and he got his first goal and then he got his second. So two games, two goals for Ned Carl. Or Carl, sorry. That was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, not outstanding, but I think he saw some of his smarts around the footy, particularly in the first quarter there where he um, got that ball to Parrish for the goal, which was fantastic. And then later on he followed up and got his own one and then took that mark, you know, about sort of 35 out, uh, went back and slotted it. And I think that's... What you need to do as a small forward, you'll always have limited opportunity as a small forward. It's it's pretty, it's a pretty difficult uh, position to, to play on the field. So you really need to make sure you take your opportunities when you get them, which he, he did that. Um, look, he had the seven possessions he finished up with. As you said, two goals. Could have had another, but hit the post uh, on that occasion. Um, had another goal assist, and that was that one to Darcy Parrish. But, yeah, I think a, an overall... Uh, sort of solid game from a second game player as a, a small forward option. Uh, so, yeah, how about yourself, mate? How did you see it? Yeah, like, he looked better uh, than last week, and obviously, he had a lot more opportunity this week. But, you know, to kick two goals himself and, and give one away, that's a pretty good performance from a second game player. Uh, I still think we're a little bit too small, so. It'll be interesting to which way the club goes uh, playing against Brisbane. Ned, uh, you know, said two goals and one one goal assist on all, you know, when the game is pretty low scoring. It's, it's a pretty high uh, impact on the scoreboard. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if the club continues with this small, small ball or if they look to bring in a, a James Stewart to give a, a bit more um, structure. So... No, I thought Ned was very good, and I'm sure that did his confidence really well. And we saw his little dance step, mate. What did you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind it. Uh, yeah, he seems a very confident lad, and we we've seen his sort of videos on the uh, SNM website. Uh, and apparently, uh, he's got a mad TikTok game, the old Ned Carl. But um, yeah, look, uh, it's good to see a, a young, confident kid uh, out there kicking a couple of goals, and uh, it's just great to see young blokes excited about footy, and I reckon that really rubs off on the rest of the club because we uh, you know, certainly, when you have, you've had periods where you're not playing as well or whatever, um, it can be easy to, I suppose, for some people to get complacent, but when you've got young blokes being so excited to, to play EFL footy, 
I'm sure the rest of the boys are, are really loving having him inside, uh, and even just around the club at training and that kind of thing. So uh, the next player was Braden Ham. Uh, he was a lot quieter, I thought, than his previous games. Yeah, you know, again, not through lack of effort, but he just seemed a little bit off the pace today. Yeah, he did, and it was another one of those games where his size was was really apparent. You know, we um, he'd be trying to compete for a ball against uh, a much bigger bodied player, like from Adelaide, and he was pushed off the contest a couple of times, um, or even when he did try to lay a tackle, uh, the Adelaide players were just able to sort of bust through. Uh, or almost sort of drag him along um, with him. So, look, his size is obviously still developing, but I think his his class is something that um, we we wouldn't dispute. Uh, so he only ended up with the eight disposals this game, uh, but laid the three tackles and had 259 metres gained. So, like, from limited opportunities, he's um, definitely tried to put us in our... Uh, most attacking option. He does have a like a big roost on him, uh, and can deliver the ball quite well. But I think in um, yeah in these sorts of games where it was tightly tightly contested all game, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for him to take a big run down the wing or anything like that. So um, the, his opportunity to uh, impact the game from from a wing position was. Uh, was limited. So, look, I'd say a, a pass mark, maybe. Um, you know, obviously we want more from him, but I think you're always going to have those games where you uh, don't have as much opportunity to get involved in a, in a play. And look, there was uh, obviously that missed goal uh, that he could have kicked, you know, when he was streaming into the 50, uh, but just... Uh, yeah, wasn't able to capitalise, uh, so we'd have loved to have, loved to have kicked that one. But look, I, I think he's definitely developing into a fine player, and he's another one I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, seeing don the red and black for the years to come. Yeah, he really he made a real mess of that shot for goal, didn't he? Uh, you know, it seemed to be set up for him, and I think he had a little bit more time than he realised. Mm. So he could have set it a little bit more, but he's been outstanding in the games he's played. Uh, Especially in the, as the games have gone on, I thought yeah he can show his fitness base is really strong. Just today he seemed to be, as I said, off the pace and just struggled to find it a little bit. So uh, that's something for his development to get better at. The next player was uh, Will Snelling, and I'll be interested to see his stats because I did notice he tackled a lot and he doesn't seem to get a lot of the ball, especially up forward. Why don't you tell us what his stats were on the day, mate? Yeah, mate, and this is where it can be sort of funny when you you sort of wonder about someone's impact on the game. But he had 18 possessions, and as you said, plenty of tackles. So uh, a game high, 11 tackles, so a fantastic effort there, and two clearances, believe it or not. So he had quite a bit of the pill, and was certainly presenting all game. And that's that's where I I think his true value for the side is. I think the the uh, coaches really love his um, ability to sort of uh, get involved and run. He's a, a sort of a, a like a run with player, and that he helps to get numbers around the contest. Uh, he's there all game. You, you always see him in and around the footy, even if he doesn't 
doesn't get it himself, always presenting an option. But I think that's probably part of his, um, uh, I don't know why he might get uh, overlooked for his impact on the game because, you know, for these for his 18 possessions, he only had the 93 metres gained, which tells you that they're often in tight handballs to quickly sort of just be a link in the chain to release someone else rather than him being that player, you know, bursting through on the run to deliver it inside uh, the 50. And we know he's got a, a really good kick on him, but, you know, for now he's that uh, sort of link in the chain to let other blokes out. So I think he's uh, he's played his role for the side without being outstanding, so I'd say a solid game from him uh, in my perspective. And <laughs> Which is actually really pleasing because he got crunched in the first quarter. I don't know if you remember that, James. It was basically the the first sort of um, bounce in the game. I think it was Duda just lined him up and smashed him. So it was great to see that he picked himself up up off the deck and uh, played such a solid game for us. Yeah, yeah it's a good uh, good pickup, mate. Because I, I had forgotten that early because it was that, that early, and yeah, he got hit extremely hard, and yeah, just to get up and. He needed time to compose himself on the bench. But, yeah, to rack up the 18 possessions, yeah, he, he might not have uh, picked up a lot of uh, loose ball, but he's a good link in the chain. And we've seen his field kicking is quite good. Uh, there was one bad play, which I mentioned earlier, where he kind of leaned back and turned the ball over and happened at a really crucial time of the game. So I hope when he sees the match vision, that's something he wants to fix up because... I know it's hard when the game goes on. You do get tired and so forth. But it showed a little bit of laziness, I thought, in terms of his mindset. And we need to be more aware that you know, if you turn the ball over in that position of the ground he did, there's a good chance the opposition can take down the other end and get a goal. And when the game is so close, you can't risk that. So that's something I hope he works on. But he's been a great find for us. Uh, ever since he got selected in that mid-season draft. The next player was Adam Saad, and despite not getting votes for the first time, I thought he was still a good player in the game. And yeah, He always seems pretty uh, tired after he plays. Uh, he does a lot of chasing, I think, and yeah, his speed is so important to us. Yeah, it is, and even though yeah, he was... That obviously played a, a sort of a defensive forward on him to stifle his influence he was still able to make an impact um so ended up with the 19 disposals had four tackles and two clearances uh which is a pretty fantastic effort from backman but importantly 372 meters gained and a goal assist in that so he's had an impact all over the ground which is uh just fantastic to see and yeah as you say he's just such a, a smart player he uh, yeah kills the ball when it needs to be killed. He took a couple of runs through the middle of the ground, so he um, continues to show that exciting brand of footy we know him for. And, um, yeah, he's, again, just putting together such a great season for us, uh, which is fantastic to see. So another good game from Sadi. How about yourself, mate? How do you see it? Yeah, as I've already uh, spoken about He's such an important player to us, and the fact that opposition now are putting time into him, you know, if they want to put their forwards into a defensive role, I'm happy with that, because we've got the backman that can actually pick up the slack. You know, we speak of McKenna, Redmond, Gleeson if he's on form, 
uh, Ridley. These players, if you lock down on one of our elite runners in the back line, we've got others who can pick up the slack. So I think, you know, that's why our back line is so strong. Uh, obviously, we'd love Kale Hooker back to uh, assist in the key position role, but the flankers are so good, and, you know, he's part of that Adam Sard, so he's leading our uh, voting at the moment of the Don's cast medal, so we actually think he is probably the our best player on form throughout the year, but uh, he's great to watch, and I'm so thankful he plays for us, and let's hope now that the uh, contract talks can... Uh, resume uh, a few deals have already been done let's hope uh, adam sard and jordan ridley are added to the first names of signings for the bombers the next player was uh anthony mcdonald tim woody and i thought that this was almost his best game for the year uh although he did most of his best work in the second quarter uh he's a great player to watch isn't he yeah he is and um he can be really exciting i mean i'm not sure if it it's his best game of the year for mine. Um, but like one thing I have remarked on previously is I think he's really uh, developed his consistency this season, which has been fantastic to see. As you've sort of noted, James, like he's obviously worked a lot on his running um, you know, over the preseason and again through that sort of uh, mid-season break uh, where we had there. Um, so he's able to run out games a lot better and impact the game uh, in all quarters as opposed to you know showing up for five minutes here or there so to finish up with two goals the 13 possessions uh three tackles is a um pretty good effort for a small forward and i'm sure he'll just continue to develop as the season wears on and uh you know take his opportunities and and while he did miss a couple of uh shots of goal i'm really happy that he was taking those shots because uh, it got into dangerous positions for us, but also just shows that intent that if you let him get you know half a meter on you, he will get dangerous and uh, will you know likely get a goal or two on you. So um, yeah, I thought it quite a solid game from Willa. So how about yourself, mate? How do you see it? Yeah, I liked his play. He looked dangerous, and I think Jason Dunstall said that, and that's exactly how I felt watching it. He looked sharp around the contest. We've mentioned this a fair few times uh, in our show that we'd love to see another key position forward because I think that'll add to his game, having another tall forward to um, rove off. He's such a good uh, player around, you know, loose ball. So in uh, those chaos balls that can come in, he seems to read those very well. So, yeah, let's hope uh, AMT... Uh, gives him a, a much better uh, progression for the season because he has been a little bit down, you know, maybe for a lack of opportunity. But I thought this was a welcome return to him uh, looking a little bit more dangerous. Uh, Sean McKernan, he's battled for a few weeks. Uh, I thought he was okay today. He's still not great, but he took a big clunking mark uh, you know, that was pretty important and yeah, he made the right decision with the Anthony McDonald tip and woody pass. Uh, how did you see his game, mate? Yeah, I thought he actually had a solid game, again, without being outstanding. Um, so finished with a nine possessions, importantly three marks in that, uh, three tackles as well, which is a pretty good effort from a big bloke. 
um, six hitouts and a clearance, uh, and that goal assist to tip up. So, look again, while not outstanding, it is promising that he's uh, continuing to try and impact the game. And I thought uh, today he sort of, uh, you know, took a, a step in the right direction in that he looked to back himself a little bit more and seemed to find a little bit of form. I mean, we know he can, he's uh, certainly got the, the talent and ability to, you know, put more out in the park. But, you know, when you are down on form, it's just important to get that consistency and keep progressing uh, and not drop your head. And I thought today was a, a really good and a, a step in the right direction. Um, so I, I think he um, had a solid game. But how about yourself, mate? How, how do you see it? Yeah, no, he, he he was pretty important on the day. Um, in terms of he's really our only key position forward, and yeah, he's not he's a player that plays second ruck sometimes. He gives away a lot of free kicks. We know that. Uh, but no, I thought he has a purpose to serve in our side. And, you know, I was really pleased with where he took that ball on the wing and took a couple of bounces and then made the right decision. So uh, he'll get better from this. I, I think he liked the conditions much better than what he's been playing yet. Uh, but he has to know that he has to come back now to Metricon. So it might not be the kindness to him again. So he just needs to, you know, lock in and play that second ruck for us and... You know, get the occasional goal too to give us a target down forward. The next player was Connor McKenna, and he looked a little bit more comfortable than last week when I don't think he should have played against the Bulldogs, but his hand didn't seem to cause him the same problems it did last week, did it? No, it didn't. He actually looked um, pretty solid. I suppose the only uh, knock I have on McKenna's game today was he was rusty at times, like there were couple of bits of play there where, you know, a handball was directed to him and he left it behind. Uh, that moment he sort of mentioned earlier, Jane, where instead of, you know, bending down and picking the ball up, he's decided to try a sort of fly kick at it, uh, which ended up in a Adelaide goal, unfortunately. Um, but, um, no, look, I think uh, he did have some good play. And, look, as you say, you, you take the, the good and the bad with Connor McKenna, and he, I think over the course of the game, you'd definitely agree that uh, it was a lot more good than bad. Um, and certainly that uh, that little run he did through the middle of the ground was just fantastic to see. Uh, that's something he's been developing over a number of years. And, uh, you know, we're, we're a much more dangerous-looking side when we've got blokes like Connor McKenna streaming through the guts. So I think, you know, he'll continue to develop and get back into form. He's obviously had quite a bit of time, you know, out of training, let alone out of playing AFL footy this year, you know, visits back to Ireland and the, you know, coronavirus kerfuffle uh, he's involved with earlier on the year. So, um, yeah, I think uh, a decent game from from Connor and he'll only get better as the season wears on. Uh, But I was very pleased to see that, um, you know, him start to get that run back again, but obviously getting that touch back in his game um, you know, picking the ball up first time around uh, as opposed to sort of a few fumbles that he had today. Uh, so he'll just get better from that. How did you see him, mate? Yeah, I thought he looked a little bit more comfortable than last week, obviously. Uh, I think that with Connor, as I said earlier, we had to take the good and the bad with him. 
and he can uh, you know, give you that excitement when he did that run earlier in the game where he took them all on and gave a little kick to himself, in the, or they call it a solo in Gaelic footy. Uh, that was brilliant, and you, know, you love watching that. But that last quarter, you know, when the game's on the line, you just want your players to bend over and pick up the ball. And that was really frustrating to me. Uh, you know, even if he had a, got his boot on it, the way that he was uh, going to kick that ball, I would almost fear for it to actually fly out of the bounds on the full because uh, he really threw his leg and, you know, you can't tell me anyone can control a ball like that. So to me, uh, Connor, I'm sure they'll talk to him about that one. Uh, but as... We don't want to see him lose that uh, that individuality he has in terms of playing a different style to most. He's you know, fantastic to watch, and yeah, he's had a real tough start to the year. Let's hope it's not his last one with the Bombers. You know, there's some, been some talk about him maybe potentially going home. I hope that he you know, falls in love with over here again and wants to stay with the Bombers at least for another couple of years. Uh, the next player is Mitch Hibbard, and he got some midfield minutes, mate. He looked like he was tackling as hard as ever near the end of the game, and that was really important. So, yeah, I thought he was pretty good on the night. What about you? Yeah, it was, Jamie. I, I think he had a solid game, uh, I suppose, again, without being outstanding. But as you say, he was, he was really tackling with intent, which is... Really promising to see, especially from a bigger body bloke. So he laid the nine tackles on the night, which is just huge from him. So he finished with 15 disposals, had two clearances, 217 metres gained, which I thought was uh, really good from him. And he just kept presenting all night as an option, you know, to sort of come at the contest with numbers along with other players, you know, lay a, lay a bump here and there and a tackle where needed. Uh, so a good solid game from him without being you know, prolific. As I sort of said earlier, James, the one thing he does really need to work on in his game is his contested marking. And not to say he's a high-flying marker or anything like that, but I just mean when it's a, in a contested situation, he does seem to lose those contests more often than not. So I suppose the, the next development for his game should be to at least halve those contests. Or if he's outbodied or at work to at least get a, a fist in to sort of bring the contest to ground at least um, and allow us to sort of run onto the onto the ball. But look, he's, he's playing a role there, you know, being that sort of bigger body bloke and to get a bit of midfield time, I'm sure he'd be uh, very happy with that. So, um, yeah, I guess the only interesting thing for mine is with, you know, Dylan Shield coming back, how do we look in terms of our balance because if he's not playing like inside the midfield, uh, which he still may do, we're still a bit lacking in that area with obviously Heppel out, Stringer out. Um, but, you know, because I'm not sure what else he adds around the ground. Like we've seen him play down back. I'm not sure he's really suited to that. Even though he does find a bit of the footy, it's more at the stoppages. But, um, yeah, so a solid game. But... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, later on the season and certainly at the uh, selection table. How do you, you see his game, mate? Yeah, no, I think he's a hard worker. Uh, these rookie picks that you take, you know, you know you're know, you getting 
pretty good bang for buck when you get a senior player out of the rookie draft, and he was uh, taken there, and he's been a bit of uh, footy exile. You know, he had his chance at North before going back down to, uh, I think it was Willie, Williamstown, wasn't it? Um, uh, he's, you know, a very big body, uh, and it was probably the first time early in the match today I saw him being plonked right in the middle of the ground. So he said to me the coaches were comfortable of him being in the guts. Uh, and I'd hope that would continue. He'd get some more opportunities like that because, you know, the bigger the body, sometimes, you know, they can be great releasing players if they can take the hits and then get a dish out to a, like a Merritt or a McGrath running past or even Dylan Shield returning next week. Yeah, I think there's still a use for him in the side, and I think he'll get much more opportunities with the Bombers in the years ahead and the games ahead. All right, mate, well, that's uh, by the numbers. Why don't we uh, take a break and we'll do our long-range predictions for the side to be named for the game against Brisbane. That's after the break. listening to John's cast and as we wrap up the show we always do our long range predictions for the side to be named next week mate what's your inclusions or in inclusion yeah so uh, I think you know we're obviously reluctant to change the side hugely week to week um, obviously when players playing together more often get that sort of continuity going there so I only see the two changes at this stage. Yeah, first one is a forced change, so obviously Laverde, uh, he'll be out for a number of weeks, so he'll come out. Uh, but into the forward line there, that's where I see Stewart coming in, so Lav out and Stewart in. I think it'd be fantastic to get a, a taller marking option. It'll just provide so much structure for us and really help out McKernan, I believe, to sort of take on that second best uh, defender as opposed to the number one week in, week out. Uh, and the other one, you know, obviously with Shield coming back in, he's a instant in. Um, and the, the player I see missing out would be Gleason. As I said before, look, Gleason is a class player. He's a bit out of form at the moment, uh, but I've got no worries that he'll find his form again later on in the season. But I just think for team balance, we've got so many backmen down there and really uh, like it's almost like we've we've overbalanced down that way we sort of had seven defenders on the game today so i think gleason misses out with shield to come in but i don't see uh huge changes made elsewise i think you know hibbard will keep his spot you know just being that bigger bodied mid because if we are getting beaten up in the contest uh, at least we can throw Hibbert in there to, to throw his body around a bit. Yeah, I guess the only uh, question mark really is, and you'd hope not, but you know, whether Jacob Townsend misses uh, because of that head knock, hopefully they just deem it as accidental uh, sort of contact between two blokes. There was no malice in it. So, um, yeah, hopefully they, they don't get rubbed out there. But other than that, I think everyone else uh, played quite solid games and should keep their, their spot on the side. But how about you, mate? What what changes do you see? I'd love to see the same as you, mate, those two that you mentioned. 
I would do the same. I'd have Laverde out for Stewart and then also uh, Gleason out for Shield. But I actually have a third change up my sleeve and it's probably a little bit harsh, but I'd go uh, maybe rest Ned Carl, give him, you know, he's had two good games with the Bombers. You know, he's being a young player, probably a good chance to rest him. And I'd bring in the bigger Tom Cutler. I think if he's fit, uh, he can play a really damaging role uh, with his long kicking and play up on the wing. So I think the decision will be made around Carl and also Hibbert. Uh, those are the two that I think would come into contention if Cutler was coming in who may go out. So I've got three changes. I'd love to see Cutler, Shield and Stewart in. I think it changes our structures uh so much more positively and I'd love to see those changes come on Thursday but obviously the club knows best so we'll see how close both of us are at the uh, at the name name side on Thursday anything else you want to add mate before we finish up uh, not really Jam, except to say that look thanks to all you uh, listeners out there um, you know you've sort of uh, gone with us as we're sort of developing our our brand as you as you will and we're certainly improving along the way. So I um, really appreciate you know, people jumping on board and having listened. And look, if you've got any um, feedback or suggestions, uh, please shout out to us at donscastpod at gmail.com um, because we're certainly more than open to receiving feedback, good, bad, indifferent, but hopefully constructive um, because where we can improve, we certainly want to do that. But thanks, everyone, who's been listening to the show. Um, it's certainly uh, very humbling um, for us to have you know, started our show from nothing. So uh, thanks to the listeners out there. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, continue to improve as the year goes on, much like the Bombers. But how about yourself, mate? Did you have anything further, Ed? No, just to say thank you to the uh, comments that we got on Bomber Blitz during the week. Uh, some nice comments coming through. It's always... When you do something like this, you're not sure how it's received. Uh, obviously, our friends will tell us what we want to hear, but um, you know, when we got people we don't know uh, reaching out, that's really, you know, really thankful for that. And you know, we've had some help. You know, previously, Scott from the Lunchtime Catch Up gave us a, a great review. So yeah, you know, we've been uh, very welcoming to any feedback, and as I said, it doesn't have to be all positive you know if you think we're waffling on too long tell us and we'll try and condense it but i guess you know thank you for the people that have reached out and you know i guess i'll leave it there but i'd like to say go bombers and we'll see you again next thursday go dons